and welcome to Reading by Flashlight Season 4, where we're going over Two Minute Mysteries by Donald J. Sobel, where we are solving mysteries with our friend Dr. Halla DeGin, and where you I read you the mystery, we wait a few seconds, try to figure it out together, and see if we were right. This week's first mystery is called The Case of the Bitter Drink. Notwithstanding the 110 degree heat, the 50 American tourists seem to have arrived in the Mexican village at a lucky time. The initiation of a village youth to manhood was underway, the tour guide announced. A young man came jogging into the village, sweating profusely. He sat down under a shade tree. Another villager fed him ice, wiped him dry, and massaged his neck and shoulders. The tour's guide took a wooden cup from the local elder. Now comes the final test, said the guide. The youth, having just completed a 40-mile run, must drink the cup of bittersweet potion without changing expression. The guide offered the cup to the tourist. Three men sipped it and instantly gagged violently. The guide talked quickly, and somehow the Americans were making large wagers with him that the youth could not pass this drinking test. Dr. Halladigin, one of the tourists, never took his gaze from the cup, which passed to the youth undisturbed. The youth drained it without batting an eye. You and the villagers have a neat con game here, Halladigin told the guide, but I advise you to refund all bets or I shall notify the district police. How was it that the tourist had cheated? Well, if you think about it, I guess he had been running, like, how long was it? He had been running a 40-mile run, and then they gave him a bunch of ice and stuff. Could the ice of, like, like, I don't know, like, stopped his taste buds? Like, he couldn't taste the drink or something? Let's look at the answer. It says, the taste buds of the youth's tongue had been anesthetic. This blah, 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 blah. like like an anesthesiologist that word but like anesthetized oh i'm probably saying that wrong by the ice fed him okay so basically the ice did numb his tongue and stuff so he couldn't taste whatever concoction they had given him now we'll go to the case of the blackmailer I don't mind telling you, Dr. Halladigin, said Thomas Hunt, that inheriting the Hunt millions has had its nerve-wracking moments. Do you remember Martin, the gardener? A smiling and bowing little chap, said Halladigin, pouring his young friend a brandy. Ooh, That's the fellow. I dismissed him upon inheritance the house in East Hampton. Well, three days ago, he came to my office, bowing and smirking, and demanded $100,000. He claimed to have been tending the spruce trees outside my father's study when Dad grew up, another will, naming his brother in New Zealand sole heir. Sole heir. You believed him? I confess the news hit me like a thunderbolt. Dad and I had quarreled over Veronica sometime during the last week in November. Dad opposed the marriage, and it seemed plausible that he had cut me off. Martin asserted he possessed the second will, which he felt sure would be worth a good deal more to me than he was asking. As it was dated November 31st, the day after the executed will, it would be legally recognized, he claimed. I refused to be blackmailed. He tried to bargain, asking 50000 and then 25000 You pay nothing, I hope, said Halladigin. I paid with my foot firm on the seat of his pants. Quite right, approved Halladigin. Imagine trying to peddle a tail like that. What was Martin's blunder? Well, if you know how many days are in each month, I guess you'll realize that there are is not a 31st day in November because no legal 
no legal will could be dated November 31st because November only contains 31 days. And here's the last one for this week. This is called The Case of the Bogus Robbery. Since she was the richest woman in New York City, Miss Sidney had gratified every whim but one. She had never confounded Dr. Halligan. So Dr. Halligan knew the game of Stump the Detective had commenced again when at 2 o'clock in the morning he was summoned from the guest room of Miss Sidney's Fifth Avenue mansion by the butler who announced that Madame's jewels had been stolen. Entering Mrs. Sidney's bedroom, the famed sleuth closed the door and swiftly surveyed the room. The French windows were open. To the left of the disordered bed stood an end table with a book and two candles. The candles had burned down to three inches, spilling all their drippings down the side facing the door. A bell cord lay on thick green carpet. A drawer of the vanity table was open. What happened? inquired Halligan. I was reading in bed by candlelight when the door blew open, said Miss Sidney. As you perhaps felt, a strong draft comes in. I pulled the bell cord for James, the butler, to come shut the door. Before he arrived, a masked man with a gun entered and forced me to tell him where I kept my jewels. As he scooped them into his pocket, James entered. The thief bound him with the bell cord and tied my hands and legs with these, she said, holding up a pair of stockings. As he departed, I asked him to have the decency to close the door. He merely laughed and deliberately left it open. It took James 20 minutes to work free and release me. I shall have a beastly cold in the morning, concluded Miss Sidney. My compliment, said Halligan, on a nicely staged crime with the fallacy fairly displayed. What was the fallacy? I don't, I don't know the answer for this one, but pause if you're going to figure out for yourself. I think it has something to do with the candle, possibly. Because it said, like, there's, like, three inches left of the candle. I don't know if that helps, but I think it may have something to do with the candle. Ha! Look, the answer says, The candles had spilled all their drippings down the side facing the door. Had the door really been left open as long as claimed, some wax would have dripped on the opposite side, away from the draft. So, yeah, it was staged. So, those are the three mysteries for this week. Um, make sure to check out last episode if you didn't. The mysteries don't have anything to do with each other, so you don't necessarily have to, like, watch all the episodes in order if you haven't watched the one before. But if you do like this episode and you like these kind of mysteries, make sure to check out the first one where there's three other different kinds of mysteries in there. Make sure to come back next week for another episode. And again, and check out the poll that will be in this episode where you can say how many of the mysteries that you got right between one, two, and three. So thanks for listening. Make sure to come back next week, and I'll see you then.